0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into your... Tuesday edition of the show. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there. I am down in Las Vegas still covering a lot of BYU and a whole lot else, but we got a lot to cover ahead on today's show. Recap day four of BYU Spring Ball. What did Kalani Satake have to say to reporters? We'll get to that. We'll also talk about BYU women's basketball. They play for a West Coast Conference Championship today after a very gutsy win for them over Portland. We'll examine that and, of course, catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we always do. Today's episode of Locked on Cougars is brought to you by our friends at Run Your Pool. March Madness is nearly here and Run Your Pool has a better way to create your bracket. RunYourPool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. All right, without further ado, though, let's dive in on this Tuesday. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for March 8th, 2022.
1: You are Locked on Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars.
0: What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. But more importantly, thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, talking all things blue and white. Every single weekday and sometimes more often than that. And I hope you guys are all having a fantastic Tuesday whenever you hear this. All right, let's start off on the gridiron with BYU football. Day four of spring ball is in the books for the Cougars. And I think things are going to be interesting this spring because I just continue to try and look and see, okay, what is there really to talk about? And the big storylines that seemingly have dominated BYU spring balls for the majority of Kalani Sitake's tenure just aren't there this time. It's kind of fun. You have an established QB one. You haven't had that for man. I probably go back to what 2017 when Tanner Mangum was anointed as the guy. And then things obviously did not go according to plan. And, I just I think that a lot of the storylines that have typically dominated what BYU media and fans alike like to talk about in spring ball just aren't there. Obviously, there is a running back battle, and we're actually going to hear a little bit more about the running backs from Kalani Satake here momentarily, but I just don't know that we're going to have the same type of spring practices as we have typically had. There will obviously be storylines that continue to develop over the next month, but it seems like this spring ball might not be the typical BYU spring ball and that means not a lot of the ground-moving or earth, what I'm trying to say, earth-shaking uh, news or I don't know how to necessarily describe it. Just those really big stories that seem to draw all kinds of eyeballs. I just don't know that those will be there this time. But let's start off with the running back position because I think there was a comment made from Aaron Roderick last week that ruffled some feathers of some BYU fans. I saw it in some of the comments uh, out there and he essentially made the comment and I think he's not wrong about this saying that Christopher Brooks, as well as Houston hay who have come in as graduate transfers of the program. They've essentially come in and have just known the playbook backwards and forwards. They've handled their business. They've looked like veteran players should. And I think I ruffled the feathers of some BYU fans who were sitting there thinking, okay, well, how lousy must some of these BYU running backs be if these two grad transfers who are literally a month or two into their BYU tenure have passed them up or at least know the playbook better than them? Well, Kalani Sitake, I think, offered a little extra extra... extra insight on that. And let's let you hear what Kalani had to say about Brooks and Haymuley in particular and that comment from Aaron Roderick that ruffled some feathers. And they know it's their last go,
1: right? So they um, they learn the whole playbook, and they they they're probably they know more about our offense in a short amount of time than guys that have been here for a couple of years, and so that's embarrassing for those guys. But it also shows that uh, not everybody's going to have a, a spot on the field. You know, it's, it's got to be the guys that want it, the hungriest people. And, and now, when you have a bunch of um, athletes that are hungry for it and want to compete, um, it just you know we just keep sharpening sharpening each other. Iron sharpens iron, and that's. That's what we're gonna fight with, and it just helps that. I mean, Houston was a, a three-year starter and a, a team captain, and you know, and, a, and you look at Chris; he's a starter too. So they're, they're not just showing up because they're they're looking for playing time. These guys are already starters, and so they're coming in here with a different type of standard. And if it's right, right with what Puka and Gunner and Dallin Holker. And, the offensive
0: line is doing, so there's there's a high demand and a high standard. um, Some guys will, will sink, others will be able to swim with it. I think Kalani Satake nailed it there. It should be embarrassing for some of these running backs if two guys, one of them was a starter at Stanford, the other a starter for at least a couple of seasons at Cal. Guys that have played high-level football have come in and seemingly in a month or two have overtaken them in terms of their knowledge of the offense, how things operate. Obviously, just having played the position for as long as both Haymuley and Christopher Brooks have, that is going to help them, obviously, in adapting to BYU's offense. But I think Kalani Satake has issued a challenge to these running backs with those comments. You guys, if you're complaining about the fact that these guys maybe have overtaken you, how about you step up? You should know this offense better than these guys. You've had institutional knowledge. You've been in this offense longer than them. The fact that they have passed you up, that should be an insult to you. Uh, Man, this this is not a sport where everybody gets orange slices and a medal. That's not how college football works. The best players you heard Kalani talk about will be on the field. That is what it is. It's a meritocracy. This is not everybody getting some of the pie that you have to go out there and earn it. So if any running back or any other player on this team thinks that they should be in line for something just because of the fact that they are there. They got something coming for him because that's not how Kalani operates. He has said time and time again, as the head coach of BYU, the competition is what it's all about at BYU. The best players will be on the field. And I think he's issuing that challenge to all of his players, especially the running back position with those comments. Now, another thing about the offense versus the defense dynamic in spring ball for BYU here is BYU's offense, I think, is going to be absolutely insane this fall. I think it could be a record-breaking type offense if it lives Ups to its potential. Well, that's obviously going to leave a defense that struggled in 2021 probably playing a little bit behind the eight ball. And Jay Drew, who was on hand for practice, asked Kalani just about the fact of okay. Is the defense catching up to where the offense is, or is it still very much a disparity between those two? And here's what Kalani had to say in response to that.
1: I don't know if they're caught up, but I think the, the offense doesn't have to wait for the defense. They just, I think it's good good lessons learned uh, just for them to keep rolling. So I think the key is just offense just keep doing their thing. Don't they, they don't have to wait, and it's up to the defense to catch up. I think the defense is doing pretty good, um, especially up front. We're hanging in there, you know, just a matter of uh, – they, they have – Offensively, if you're looking at it from a defensive perspective, it's a lot of great weapons on that side. So guys that can run the ball and guys that can catch. And so uh, that in combination with the quarterback that knows what he's doing, and, um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a tough, tough task. But it'll, it'll be good for the defense overall to learn
0: that way. I like the fact that Kalani says that this offense doesn't have to hold back on this defense. They need all the seasoning they can get, and as they should. I, I think I said this on last week's podcast in spring ball. If this offense can be as good as we expect it to be, that defense, speaking of BYU's defense, they're going to get a master class in trying to defend a very good offense, and that should, in theory, help them as they get ready for the upcoming 2022 campaign it's crazy thing it's 2022 i just i'm so screwed up on years right now i still think it's some days it's 2020 we had an entire year 2021 has passed now we're in 2022 So apologies if I sound like I'm a little unsure on that, because I'm still not necessarily 100% sure what year it is. But regardless, I think the defense is going to very much either sink or swim going up against this offense day in and day out in practice. Now, one other thing I want you guys to hear from practice is it sounds like practice was very physical. Let me be very clear. I was not on hand in Provo today. I have been in Las Vegas since last Friday. I will be in Las Vegas for the majority of this week, so I will not be on hand for practice. But... Uh, Kalani Satake was talking about BYU actually getting after apparently the media portion or the observation portion of practice Players were hitting. They were in full pads today. BYU is getting after it. And here's what Kalani had to say with regards to why he has his guys hit in practice and why they practice so physically at times.
1: We prepared our guys. I know, I know that we've already had some injuries. Uh, some guys get banged up, but I, it, it's football. I, don't, I just don't know any other way to do it than to have some physical part of it. And we want our guys to be smart. Um, but at the same time, I, I want our guys to improve. It's hard to improve when you're not going full speed. So, um, you know, the intensity has to stay up. I don't know if we could be as physical like this, like today, the rest of the way, but um, we're going to try. We have to to really push the limit in order for us to improve.
0: I think the loss to Baylor last year opened BYU's eyes to what the reality of their situation is as they get ready for the Big 12. They were out physical, just absolutely dominated in the trenches, and it's a team that BYU knows they have to be better. They have to be more physical. I think it's actually going to be one of the hallmarks of BYU, is, or at least what I think they want one of their hallmarks to be as they enter the Big 12, is they want to be one of those teams like Baylor that's the most physical team. You know you're going to be in a dogfight every time you face off against them, and I like that fact. It is football, folks. I don't like the fact that football is getting away from hitting coaches that don't have their players hit. Well, it lends itself to you struggling in games, I feel like. And this is just me. I, like I said, I am paid to second guess. I am not a coach. I am I'm just simply an analyst. But teams that practice physically, think of the Alabamas, think of the Georgias. Do you think that they don't hit in practice? No, they actually hit more than almost every team out there. They have guys that have injuries all the time. They lose multiple dudes to season-ending injuries. Obviously, the best players, that type of stuff is going to help you trying to overcome that. But I like the fact that BYU and Kalani have decided, you know what? The only way we know how to play football is to actually play the sport. It's a physical sport. Injuries happen, people. It is a contact sport. I played the sport in the high school ranks. I still have some lingering dings and dents from just playing at the high school level that carry on with me. I am now 35 years old. I am more than a half a lifetime away from having played football. actually suited up, put on a helmet and played the sport. And I still carry some dings and dents with me. But you know what? That's just this sport. Anybody who thinks that you can get by with just touch. uh, Oh, that's down. No, you can't do that. It's a physical, physical sport. You have to practice physically to teach that physicality. Hopefully that makes sense. All right. So there you go. My takeaways from BYU practice. We'll have more on this. I told you guys either today or tomorrow, we're going to have the conversation with Fessi Sitake. I am going to have that on tomorrow's show, so stay tuned for that. I think it was a great one-on-one I had with him. You'll be able to hear that on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. Coming up here momentarily, we need to talk about the women's basketball team. They advanced the West Coast Conference Championship game, which will be taking place later this afternoon. I will be on hand at the Orleans to cover that for the Zone Sports Network, as well as KSL Sports. I want to talk about this team and what i saw from them in their win over portland yesterday i actually think uh should lend itself to them playing a very good game i hope against gonzaga in that championship game we'll delve into all of that here in just a moment Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Stat Hero. Of course, we all love March Madness and we all love the brackets, but I cannot remember the last time I actually went deep or even won any money in any of the brackets that I have competed in. It's just part of the curse of being Jay Catch, I suppose. But this year, I would encourage you guys to hedge your bets like myself and do it with our friends at Stat Hero with their NCAA Pick'em contest. Stat Hero's NCAA single game pick'ems pits the star players against one another in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling type formats. Take control. Back from those handicappers who always seem to have the advantage on you. Start focusing on the players you know with the best gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because. Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick 'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head to head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you choose yourself. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. This simple, sleek gameplay will also have you playing in just minutes. This is what daily fantasy was meant to be. So check it out, my friend. Sign up for free right now at slash locked on. Once again, that promo code is locked on for 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on using the promo code locked on for that 100% match. Take advantage of it now. That's stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on terms and conditions apply. Need to take a minute today and talk about our friends over at Intercap Lending. There's a reason that no lender helps more families in the state of Utah with their mortgage needs than our friends at Intercap. Simply put, Intercap, they get deals done. That's a really simple process, but it's quick and simple as well as what they try and make it for you guys. Intercap closes loans two weeks faster than the industry average, and although fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process for you, the consumer. That's what Locked On's personal loan officer, Intercap Lending, Steve Carter, has provided to hundreds of Locked On listeners so far including the podfather himself. Yes, David Locke has been a customer, I think, multiple times with our friends at Intercap Lending. And although Intercap Lending is new to the Locked On Cougars podcast, it's not a new company. Intercap has been providing customers, excuse me, assisting customers with all of their mortgage needs since 1978. That's 44 years of experience behind them. And Steve Carter has been providing that Locked On listener special service to all of our customers, all of our listeners since 2018. So give them a call. They'd love nothing more than to help you guys out. The best part is you don't have to live in the state of Utah. Even though they're headquartered here, speaking of Intercap, they have licenses and all of the ability to help you with all of your mortgage needs in more than 40 states. So give Steve a call with any and all questions you might have. His direct line is a direct number, 385-800-8528. That is 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer. Just make sure to tell them that Locked On Cougars and and Jake Hatch sent you when you give him that call. Once again, that's 385-800-8528. If i want to reach out to Steve or go to intercaplending.com to learn more. That's Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. Thanks again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the Locked On Bracket Breakdown this Sunday, March 14th, right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast feed and YouTube channel. It'll also be on the Locked On NBA channel. It'll have all the insight on all things brackets with our college basketball experts, Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling. They'll give you the in-depth breakdowns on every matchup to help fill out your brackets. Once again, that'll be March 14th as they break things down as the brackets come out as well. All right, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with BYU women's basketball. They have advanced to the West Coast Conference tournament final uh, playing today, 1 o'clock Pacific time. That'll be at 2 o'clock Mountain Time. Very much looking forward to this matchup. The BYU women's team moved up to number 15 in the national polls yesterday, the highest ranking in program history, and they will now face the number two seed Gonzaga in that West Coast Conference tournament championship game. Once again, 1 o'clock Pacific time, 2 o'clock Mountain Time on ESPNU I think this is a big big opportunity for this BYU women's basketball team. They talked yesterday after overcoming a very feisty Portland Pilots side. Let me be very clear about this Portland was for lack of a better term, hell bent on upsetting BYU for the second time this year. They were the only team to beat BYU in West Coast Conference action in the regular season. Cougars went 15-1 in the conference Portland made tough tough for BYU they had multiple leads in this game there were a lot of lead changes a lot of ties but in the fourth quarter BYU finally was able to get some separation made their free throws down the stretch and won that game 59 to 52 I actually thought this was one of the more physical BYU wins games that we have seen and Jeff Judkins acknowledged that in the post-game, saying that the physicality he thinks is going to be a benefit when BYU goes up against some of the teams they're probably going to face in the NCAA tournament The Portland Pilots, they were very, very intent on making BYU Players outside of Shaylee Gonzalez beat them, but Shaylee Gonzalez, as she typically does, twenty points, making big shots in critical moments. Tegan Graham hitting a monster three-pointer uh, shortly after Portland had made everything was about five and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter, if I recall correctly. Portland makes a big three, and Tegan Graham comes down and makes a three of her own to make it a one-point game again. It felt like at that point it was kind of I know I know BYU hadn't taken the lead, but in a way I think it like put some fear into the heart of Portland, saying okay. We've tried to get some separation on these guys and they just will not die. And that's what BYU refuses to do. This team is always on attack. They refuse to give up. It's a very, very fun team. If you have an opportunity to do it, and I've said this all season long, I guess not all season long, I've been saying this since probably January. I'm a broken record on this. If you have not gone on the BYU women's basketball hype train, get on it now. This is an elite team. They get it done. They are very, very good. I think they have an opportunity to make some noise in, in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, I think they learned something about themselves that they can play a physical matchup and still win it. But obviously, they'll want to improve as well and not make it as much of a question because Portland, they're not what a team, let's say, uh, I, I've seen Stanford, the de- defending national champions. I've watched the Stanford Cardinal with my own eyes. I watched them absolutely run away from the University of Utah on Sunday in the Pac-12 Women's Championship game. That is a different level what BYU will potentially face in the NCAA tournament. I think that's Portland Portland side very much helped BYU realize that they've got to be better. Gonzaga also will help polish BYU in this matchup in the in the West Coast Conference tournament final. BYU is very intent on making a deep run. Shaley Gonzalez said in the post-game press conference that their goal is a final four run. That's what they're striving for. BYU has never gone that deep in the NCAA Women's Tournament. They've never been that far in the men's tournament. The farthest they've gone is the Elite Eight with Danny Ainge. And, uh, Danny Ainge is here in Las Vegas. He's watching all BYU. Is it the men's tournament over the weekend? He's been at the women's game so far. I have seen, he's been a fixture um, all weekend long with the BYU teams in action. So, I think there is a big opportunity staring BYU in the face here, and I think that they need to take care of business today, and they'll continue to kind of see those accolades start to roll in. A lot of questions were asked yesterday in the post-game press conference about BYU's perceived lack of getting, I guess, pub nationally. And this team's only lost twice all year long. They're 26-2, and, and they acknowledge the fact that like, we're not sure what we have to do. Juddie said we played six power five games this year. We've essentially done everything that our naysayers said we needed to do to get respect. So will we get that respect? Thank <laughs> you. I don't know. Be what you will. It's just, it's tough because uh, on Sunday, let me let me just explain one thing. Tara Vanderveer, who is an absolute legend in the women's basketball game, she's been the coach at uh, Stanford since 1985. She's been coaching Stanford two years longer than I have been alive—37 years. She's won three national titles, and she was asked the question: "Okay, you guys are the defending national champions, but it doesn't seem like you guys get much pub out here on the West Coast." And she said, "Yeah, there's a certain team in stores in Connecticut," and she's referring to UConn, and that gets more of the pub it's the east coast bias i think that exists with byu women's basketball they're being discounted because they're from the west coast conference they're gonna have to go out and make hay they're gonna have to prove themselves on the national stage if they go out in the first or second round of the ncaa tournament while the naysayers are gonna say see yeah you went 26 and 27 or two whatever the record may be going into the ncaa tournament but you couldn't get it done when it matters most." BYU. the only way you kind of get rid of those negative stereotypes, the connotations that you do not like seeing yourself compared to, go out and shut them up, win the games. And that is where things stand for BYU. So take care of business against Gonzaga today, win that West Coast Conference tournament, earn that bid into NCAA tournament, and hopefully you'll get a top four seed and you'll have an opportunity to host maybe some of the early round games. That'd be really, really cool to see, but we'll have to wait and see where everything shakes out. But first things first, Take care of business against the Gonzaga Bulldogs. They have been BYU's nemesis, similar to the men's side of things. Since BYU entered the conference, Gonzaga has been highly ranked themselves, and they know kind of the issues you have in terms of battling the stereotype that you are a mid-major and you're not capable of winning on the biggest stage. Well, BYU... Go out, beat this Gonzaga team for a third time this season, and get yourself ready for March Madness. And then I think we'll really be able to watch this team show what they truly can do, just prove themselves on the biggest stage. All right coming up here in just a minute, we'll round out today's show with some other news and notes involved in BYU athletics. Men's baseball had a big series at home scheduled against Oklahoma State that is being moved to a major league ballpark. Which one? If you haven't heard, we'll get to that next. First though, today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Run Your Pool. March Madness is just days away, my friends. and you just start thinking about now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual? Are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're going to be running our brackets with RunYourPool.com along with the standard bracket format Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or X. both of them are really fun in their own way they also have options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to help you make your picks as well all the stuff you will not find at ESPN or CBS if you've got a business Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or help you even gain some new customers along the way as well plus they're offering full white glove customer support custom branding and one of the easiest three minute setups that that you will ever find. Clearly, we're believers in Run Your Pool because like I said, we're running our brackets hit there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us on the Locked On Podcast Network for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash lockedon. And while you're there, create your own pool for families and fr- for your family and friends. Enter Pure Madness. Check out for $10 off your custom pool. That is Pure Madness for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there at runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you out there. Let's talk for a minute about sports betting, my friends. Of course, basketball is in full steam ahead mode, both in the pro and college hoop ranks. For all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach might be landing, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season as well. Folks, it's just a fantastic resource, and it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, as well as maybe some of those futures odds on when the MLB. Season Major League Baseball is actually going to get underway. Hopefully, not too long, but you probably can find the odds on which date it'll actually start. You get to betonline.net and check that out today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action available to you now. It's all courtesy of your friends at Bet Online where the game starts. Before we go on this Tuesday, two things to touch on real quick, both in the softball and baseball realm. Let's start it off with the BYU baseball program. They had a home series set up against Oklahoma State that was scheduled to be played in Provo. Very much looking forward to this. But due to cold weather forecast as well as snow forecast here in Utah, they've actually moved that game to Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. You might know it as the home of the Texas Rangers. Obviously, Major League Baseball still in lockout. Well, guess what? Why not go and take advantage of an opportunity to play in a major league ballpark? Uh, Mike Littlewood's comment in the BYU release says, we were looking forward to hosting Oklahoma State at Miller Park, but the weather forecast for Provo does not look good this week. We are excited about the opportunity to play at Globe Life Field and appreciate everyone involved in helping make this move possible. It will be an incredible experience for our players to play in a major league baseball facility, and should be a great opportunity as we prepare to move into the Big 12. The three-game series will be played March 10th through the 12th, so Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Game times will be at 6:30 6:30 p.m. Central time on both Thursday and Friday so that's 5, 530 mountain time both days and then 230 central time on Saturday that'll be 1:30 on Saturday there are tickets available texasrangers.com slash college baseball. BYU is 7-3 on the year. They actually received votes in the USA Today Top 25 poll this week. They've had a great start to the season. Wins over Ohio State and Marshall, as well as a series victory over Arizona State and Milwaukee. Uh, OSU themselves is 6-4. They're ranked number 6 in the country with victories over Vanderbilt, ASU, and Wright State. So, should be a fun, fun series. Oklahoma State holds a 12-4 series lead in the all-time series over 16 games. First game played all the way back in 1979. The series is tied 3-3 at neutral site matchup though, so we'll find out. I think this is actually really cool. If BYU is going to have any weather issues, try and take advantage of playing in these Major League Baseball parks. They would love nothing more than to have some action in those ballparks, so take advantage of it if you can. Now, the other part for BYU softball is congratulations to BYU softball star Violet Zavodnik. She was named West Coast Conference Player of the Week. It was announced earlier this week, uh, Monday actually, yesterday at the San Diego Classic this past weekend. The sophomore had seven hits, four runs, five RBIs, a 500 batting average, and a 1.07 Seven-one slugging percentage across the four games that BYU won all four of them. Congratulations to Violet Zavadnick, very impressive. Is the first Player of the Week award this season. Chloe Temple's and Autumn Moffat Corth have also previously won Pitcher of the Week for BYU, but uh, uh, Violet Zavadnick, I believe it wasn't she like. Yeah, she was West Coast, play, West Coast Conference Player of the Year last year, so cool to see her get her first Player of the Week nod this season for her performance last week. They are 13-4, I think the softball program is, so congratulations to Violet Zvodnik once again. Alright, coming up on tomorrow's show, as I said, I promised you guys we're going to get to this conversation with Fessy Satake. We'll get to that. We'll also recap whatever happens for BYU Women's Basketball. We'll also project ahead for them when it comes to the NCAA Tournament as that starts to get a little clear. We'll have that all covered for you guys on tomorrow's show so a big thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day want to encourage you guys now to get over and check out our friends over the Locked On NFL Draft podcast Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every single day with insight and analysis on all the college football prospects out there and and also how the NFL front offices work when it comes to the draft it's a really cool product and it is free and available wherever you get your podcast so check that out alright that's going to do it hope you guys are all having a great Tuesday wherever you might be and until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 8th 2022
1: Hey Prime members you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today